Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. And we're really excited today. We have actress Micah Kelpin with us today. And uh, thank you so much, Micah, for coming on the podcast. Hey, everyone. Hey, Rachel. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. So what we like to do with new guests is we like to uh, give you a chance to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about how you got started uh, in uh, acting. Cool. Okay. Well, I am, my name is Micah. I'm a Vancouver-based actor. I've been acting for about five years. And um, I got started mainly because I was leaving my previous career and had always wanted to try acting. And my uh, retirement actually lined up brilliantly with the pandemic shutdown. So (laughs) I had all kinds of time to do classes on Zoom and improv and learn how to self-tape and all that stuff. So that's Mm -hmm. really what kind of opened the world up to me. (laughs) Yeah, because you were in production, correct? I was, all through my 20s, I was in production. Um, Mm -hmm. And I have this, actually, I think it's a little bit of an advantage now. I have this depth of knowledge about the business because I was on that side. And uh, it's, it's come in handy many times. I'm sure. Yeah. So did you go to school for, uh, for acting or what, what did you, uh, what did you, or did you go to to school? I've done. So here in Vancouver, we have a number of very, very good acting schools. And Mm -hmm. I have trained with, I took advice early on um, from some other people you might know the names of from Hallmark. One of them was, um, Matt Kevin Anderson. Uh, I think he's mm. a Chesapeake Shores fella. Um, okay. but he told me early on to, um, check out Haven studio, which is one of the local to Vancouver studios. And that was the first place that I took a scene study class. And, uh, I trained with Nelson Wong there. And mm. I don't know if you're familiar with Nelson, but yeah. he was yeah. sort of my first real stage acting um, teacher. So I trained under him. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been back to Haven many times. So that's one of the places that I train for scene study. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also done improv with the groundlings mm-hmm. out of Los Angeles. Uh, so yeah, I've done many different types of um, training for acting. It's certainly something that for me, I don't believe that I'm a natural at. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a true craft and you really do have to develop it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think most things are like that. Yeah. That it takes even the people who think, oh, they're geniuses. They, yes, they probably are geniuses, but they've also committed tons of time to whatever it might be. Exactly. There's so many things you're, you're always learning. I don't know if you ever, you know, get to this point as an actor where you just know everything Mm -hmm. and can do everything. Yeah. I'm right. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I would, I was just going to say, since you worked in production for so long, what do you think would be, would surprise people the most about making a movie? Oh my gosh. The number of people and the number of hours and commitment and resources that it takes to get a film made. Mm -hmm. Uh, When you've seen that side of it, you understand every single movie that exists is a little bit of a miracle. (laughs) (laughs) because it is such a huge it's called a production for a reason it's a production there's there's a hundred people on the on a typical film crew um and it's just amazing to watch everyone with all of these really specific jobs and each one of them is so integral to actually making the film happen Mm -hmm. so uh yeah it's a it's a huge undertaking to make a film 
Yeah, for sure. So many people involved that we don't even think about as much as we should, at least uh, with everything from the editors to the to all the like grips and the the <laughs> camera you know crew and every, every all of that. It's, oh yeah, it's a lot. I mean, my first job in production was as a location PA. Okay, and yeah. I mean, I was thrilled. I, I chased down that job. I wanted it so bad, and I spent. I mean probably 18 hours a day standing in the rain, not even getting close to set, not even getting close to the actors or any of the action. You know, I was just like out on the edge of everything, just thinking, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm part of making this movie. And the movie was called Final Destination 2, just for- Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Just to give you a date on that. (laughs) (laughs) Was that that your first project that you ever worked on? Yeah. 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 So what made you- Yeah, I bet. So what made you decide to take the switch from doing production to, to, uh, trying to make it in acting? Um, I think it was something that I always had a curiosity about, and I was always, I always admired what I saw in the other actors. And I had lots of friends who were in acting and stayed in acting from the time that they were in their late teens to now. Mm -hmm. And it was something that I did always want to do, but I never thought that I was the right fit. And I never thought that I had a good look for it. I also wasn't sure that I had the courage because, um, you know, acting involves a lot of vulnerability, putting yourself out there, not being afraid to look weird, look wild, look ugly, all of those things. You, you don't get to know what role is going to choose you. It could be a role where you know, you're not a nice character. And so you have to be very open to acting and to exploring all of the things that come with it. And I think as a younger person, I just wasn't there, you know, wasn't, it wasn't my time. Yeah. Plus you have to have very thick skin. There's a lot of rejection that that would be hard. Yes. And I learned that, um, I actually think maybe when I was younger, I was a little bit too self-conscious as well. Um, in my first couple of years of auditioning, I mean, I would audition, I kept a spreadsheet of all the auditions that I went to and, you know, it was like 80 auditions in one year and I booked one thing. Oh (laughs) yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's rough. (laughs) Yeah. I admired the actors that, you know, you just keep at it and that when you're a working actor, just the grind is, is really tough. I admire it very much. Uh, Thank you for saying that. Uh, I think so many people don't realize, I think a lot of people think, oh, Micah, she's acting now, which translates in their (laughs) minds to she's at home, you know, doing laundry, watching Hallmark movies and chilling out. She'll get the odd audition. And what in reality I'm like, I can't even get out of the house because I'm taping three auditions in one day and then I'm going to do an interview. And then, you know, I have to yeah. memorize lines for my show that I'm rehearsing the next day. And it's like, oh, it's yeah, that's a lot. Plus, like once you actually get get the booking, like people don't realize that how much of it is redoing the same thing over and over and over again. And then uh, and then waiting for your turn. <laughs> And, you know, um, before I got into sort of a a supporting lead role, I had, I hadn't really experienced the volume that comes with being in a show for a while and having a lot of lines and a lot of scenes. 
And once you get to that point, I mean, there would be script changes the morning of. It would, I'd get there, I'd be on set, I'd be getting hair and makeup going, getting into my wardrobe, and the director would come or the writer would come and say, okay, well, now we have, um, you can, you're going to do this, we're going to actually shoot it over there, and here's a whole new set of sides to learn. And yeah. so you're, yeah, you're on the spot. Well, doing something like Groundlings has to help someone with that, because isn't that improv? It's improv, and yeah. oh my gosh, that opened me up so much, <laughs> taking that. Holy smokes, that was... Um, probably one of the best things that I've done for my acting career. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcasts, especially at Christmas? Do you enjoy the holiday previews, recaps, interviews, and bonus episodes? If the answer is yes, please consider supporting the Hallmarkies Patreon. We need your help to do what we do both during the Christmas season and all year round. But not only do you help a podcast led by strong, independent women by becoming a Patreon, you get to become a part of the Hallmarkies family. Starting at only $2 a month as a patron, you will have access to our Facebook Patreon group where we talk about the movies, shows, and more all year. We also have many monthly patron watch-alongs with guests like Lacey Chabert, Natalie Hall, Paul Campbell, Mary Lou Henner, and more, giving their behind-the-scenes details of their films. As a patron, you also have the chance to provide input into the podcast and even join us at different tiers. So this Christmas season, spread some cheer to the Hallmarkies Patreon and become a member today. You won't regret it. Go to patreon.com slash Hallmarkies to learn more. That's patreon.com slash Hallmarkies. I, I think that would be very challenging. Uh, so let's talk about the blessing bracelet. So did you just, did you submit a... um? a self-tape for this one? I did. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Were you so excited when you got the part? I was so excited. Yeah I, bet. <laughs> um, yeah, I was thrilled. I have never, so this was my first Hallmark movie and mm. um, here in Vancouver, there's a lot of Hallmarks that get shot. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, for me, it feels like as a working actor in Vancouver, there, there's a little bit of a milestone to that. Like, yes, I'm, I'm doing a Hallmark, <laughs> of course. Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was fun. I, I submitted myself tape and then about two weeks later, my agent called and said, they'd love to offer you the role for Bella. And Uh I was like, amazing. This is great. Of course. So yeah, yeah, it was really fun booking to get. Yeah. I'd be super stoked. Uh, it's cause it seems like for everything I've heard and uh, it seems like it's a super fun environment to, to work at is, is in the homework movies. It's very fun. And I mean, coming from doing a lot of indies, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like I was being spoiled the entire time. Oh, yeah. It was just so lovely to be, you know, driven to set every day and have my own trailer to get changed <laughs> in. And, you know, I, I'm coming from last summer, I was literally getting tra- changed amongst like the vineyard. You know, I was like in between the vine rows, getting changed out on the middle of nowhere, no cell reception. <laughs> so yeah, like, coming over to this like network show, it was so well organized. You know, they're they're it's just a well oiled machine. And, yeah, uh, they know how to get things done. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm just blown away that they uh, they get these movies made in twelve days, twelve to fifteen. Yes, I think ours was shot in fourteen days. Oh my gosh. It's amazing. 
<laughs> so it was a wonderful experience for me. I honestly, now I understand why do so many actors go back and do homework after homework because it's such mm-hmm. a lovely experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. The crews are super professional. They're so efficient. The, I believe this one that I was with, they had worked together. Everyone knew each other. It was just like coming into kind of like a, a community. Yeah. It's funny. One of my other podcasts, we were talking about the movie Enchanted. And they said that in there that the musical sequence took 18 days to film. And that's about four minutes <laughs> of the movie. I and bet it did. Isn't that crazy though? That like one, four minutes, it takes more time than, uh, than the than whole, one, of, whole one of these. Week. <laughs> that was amazing. That is amazing. And what yeah. an amazing. What an amazing scene though. I yeah. Mean, oh yeah. Yeah. It was so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, tell us a little about a little bit about the blessing bracelet. The blessing bracelet. Well, it's an Easter themed film. So it's, it's airing on Easter, right? It's airing on Easter Sunday yeah. on Hallmark channel. Oh, it's Hallmark Mer- uh, mysteries channel. Yeah. 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 Um, but yes, it's, it's a really sweet story. And as I was going through um, the production phase, I actually learned that it is inspired by a real person and her journey. So that was kind of neat for me to know. I didn't actually know that Hallmark did films that were based on real people. So uh, that was sort of a neat little gem about being part of the show. Yeah, that is uh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, so the concept of the blessing bracelet, um, basically... I'll I'll start with just kind of giving you the story. The storyline is there's this um, young woman who's played by Amanda Scholl and she's raising her son on her own and she's got some financial stress and she's looking for a second job. And as she's trying to, you know, kind of climb out of debt, she stumbles upon this bracelet that she made years and years ago. And it was this blessing bracelet. So she starts to wear it because um, there's a connection to kind of, looking at the bees on the bracelet and then thinking about your blessings. So mm. when she was kind of in her down and out state, it was good for her to be reminded of the things in life that were positive for her. Uh, so she goes through this process of wearing the bracelet and it getting seen by other people in the community and all of these other women wanted to have a bracelet. And so she builds this little business of selling the blessing bracelets. Of course, there's a very positive outcome for her with her financial troubles. Uh, because of this new um, business that she starts. Oh, that's interesting. So she, it's kind of like a rose, almost like a rosary type of like bracelet. I'm wearing one right now because yeah, let me uh, see. So, yeah. I was given one. Oh, um, pull that up there for you to see. So there's that's four cool. beads on every one. Mm-hmm. And um, so the thing you'll see in the, in the film when you watch it is um, so the, the idea is you're touching the bracelet and you're thinking, oh, I'm so grateful for my boyfriend because he's so loving and kind and I would really miss him if he wasn't in my life. And yeah. then you go to the next one, you're like, I'm so grateful for my job. And so, yeah, so yeah. it's just a very positive, sweet sentiment. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, and it has Carla Marx in it as well. Right? Yeah, we love him. <laughs> we do. And you know, it was so funny because when I was reading... Um, when I was reading the script the first time, his character is described as the hunk. And I was like, oh, there's a hunk in this film. <laughs> so it was really fun for me to discover that it was going to be played by Carlo. And I was like, 
Come on, I, I get it. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. Accurate. <laughs> That's really what it said in the script. Hunk. Yes, yes, he's the hunk. <laughs> That's <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny. I know, and I was actually like, oh, well, I can yeah. see first. That might not be so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sometimes these Hallmark movies and mysteries movies are uh, like really tug at the heartstrings. Would you say that this is like a, a drama in that way more than a rom-com? I think it has its moments that mm. are that for, you know, depending on the viewership. Uh, mm. I think that anyone who's been through a difficult time and has come out of it, they will probably be able to connect with the film. Um, there's definitely going to be some heartstrings pulled on for people who really like puppies. Oh, yeah. Don't want to give that away too, too much, but <laughs> yeah, there's, there's some really sweet um, parts of the film that I think will be heartfelt. Well, that's good. I, I, I just remembered that's a Dayspring movie, so it, it, faith-based elements. That's right. Yeah, and I didn't know about Dayspring until um, I got involved with this film, but uh, Dayspring is a subsidiary of Hallmark, and it's basically a line of greeting cards that mm-hmm. are all faith-based. And so, um, yeah, I think that there's quite a large market for faith-based movies. Mm-hmm. So it's um, it's kind of neat to be a part of one. I hadn't I hadn't ever really thought yeah. of it. Well, they've only done one other Dayspring movie. It was this last Christmas with Nikki Deloach and Brendan Elliott, Gift of Peace. And it was it was quite good, uh, especially for a faith-based film, because sometimes those can be very heavy-handed. But this mm-hmm. one I thought was was very well done. Uh, so it made me excited for uh, this um, new one coming up. Yeah, I mean, I think the blessing bracelet, absolutely, it, there there is a theme throughout. Mm-hmm. Um However, I think the story is very, um, it's very modern. It's, uh, these are modern characters. It's, you know, this woman is struggling. She's been through a divorce. She's coming back into her life in a new way. And she has a group of girlfriends, which Bella is part of that group of women that come around her. Um, and I would say that it's very contemporary. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you play kind of like her, her friend. Well, Man's there's a group friend. of us. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, we're the gal pal group. We were being, we were calling ourselves and the director oh, really? of Michael was calling us the gal pals. Where's the gal pals? Good to see <laughs> here. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, uh, there were about four or five of us that were kind of the, the key group of women. Um, some of the ladies that are in the, in the film that are part of the gal pal group are uh, Allison Wanzora and she's been employed. Oh, I love her. Yeah, she plays the best friend to Amanda. Um, and they were great together. Uh, Allison was a riot to work with. I'd never met her before or worked with her. And she's hilarious. Mm-hmm. She's a very funny lady. Um, another one of the gal pal group is uh, Madonna Gonzalez. And she mm-hmm. plays a character called Janelle. And so, you know, we're all kind of there as this gal pal group supporting Amanda's character, whose who's name is Dawn. Mm-hmm. And we're helping her get her, her business going and we're her cheerleaders and it's just a very sweet, um, sweet group of women to be kind of written into. That sounds so fun. I make sure yeah. I wish I had a gal pal group. I know me too. I was like, oh my gosh. And the, and the fun thing about the film is that the timeline begins just before Valentine's day. And then it ends just after Easter. Oh, nice. 
So the gal pals all get to get, get together, get all dressed up. They go out for Valentine's Day dinner. Yeah. And it's just like, it's really cute. It's really, <laughs> I mean, I, I have a gal pal group, but we're all over the, literally all over the world. Our, <laughs> our little group of co-hosts that we have. Uh, and, but we still manage to support each other through our times and, and, and uh, good times. Uh, but it, it, it's been a while since I had like a group here where, where I live. Um, I more have like just individual friends, you know, that are not like all, uh, I feel like that's maybe something more that you do in your twenties, like post-college, you know, oh. and then it's harder after that. That's how it is for me too. I'm people, the same way. Yeah. People yeah. move and have kids it's- and it's just harder. Yeah. Um, one of my best friends doesn't even live in the same city as me. And yeah. so, you know, we're always like, we'll be Instagramming, we'll be texting, we'll be talking on the phone once in a while, once in a while we'll have a phone call. And then we'll go on a trip together. Last year we went to Palm Springs and we oh, spent four days together and it was great. And now we're like, okay, we're due for another trip. But it's like <laughs> literally the best friends, you see them like once a year. Yeah, once a year. it's yeah. true. But I guess that's how you tell like a true friend is that you don't necessarily have to see them that often. And it, as soon as you do, it's like, click. That's right. Back. You're exactly where you left yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of these shows where you see people that manage to always stay kind of close together and hang out all the time, like something like Friends or Seinfeld or, or uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother, you know, these kind of shows that I'm like, maybe in your 20s, but once people, people just, people move and people have kids and it just becomes harder. Really I think does. that might be part of the reason why people love to watch that though. Yeah. Because it reminds us of a time where you did just have a friend who lived down the street or across the hall, or you had a roommate. Yeah. Do you my roommates? Like, oh my gosh, now my roommate <laughs> is my boyfriend and his daughter, you know? Right. <laughs> it's a lot different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's true. There's something escapist about a gal pal, a gal pal movie. Oh. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. Best-selling author Irene Hannon is back with the latest installment in her Hope Harbor series, Windswept Way. Buying a supposedly haunted house wasn't in Ashley Scott's plans, but when an intriguing opportunity drops into her lap, she's ready to launch a new life. But she can't do it alone, and her reclusive new neighbor, Jonathan Gray, may be just the person to help, if only there were room in his life for romance. Come home to Hope Harbor, where hearts heal and love blooms. Buy Windswept Away today at bakerbookhouse.com and get 30% off and free U.S. shipping. That's bakerbookhouse.com. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's what, well, one of my very close friends is actually a senior officer in one of the police forces here. And she loves Hallmark. And yeah. she explained to me, she was like, my job is stressful. I'm always thinking about this like heavy content and I just want to go home and I want to turn on a Hallmark Christmas movie and I want to just let the day fade away yeah. and escape into this world of just, you know, nothing bad is going to happen. You know, things are going to work out for the people at the end because they're good people, you know? Yeah. Like, it's nice that they're diversifying as far as they're getting some different types of stories. It's not all city girl comes to the country and finds the hometown hunk. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, but but it's also like, I'm glad there's that. But I also, there's something nice about just sitting down and knowing exactly what you're going to get and then getting it. Exactly. It's comforting. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I think of it as it like is. it's comfort food for the soul, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It really is. 
Well, I thought I would ask you, since this is an Easter themed movie, if you have any Easter favorite Easter traditions. Oh my goodness. Well, I certainly did as a child. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh yes. I have very vivid memories of going on Easter egg hunts around my grandmother's yard. Mm-hmm. That was, uh, that was prime time for me as a child. <laughs> yeah. Um, now, not as much now, you know, life is busy. If I'm lucky, I'll get to spend some time with family. Um, my partner does a really sweet thing with his daughter and he creates his own sort of version of an Easter egg hunt with her. And so that's really always been lovely to watch, but, um, yeah, my grandma would, would, my grandma would go all out, all out for Easter egg hunts and Easter. Uh, we didn't live by her, so we didn't get to go that often, but there was a couple times, uh, cause we were in out East and she was in, um, in California, but, uh, but yeah, she would do like several rounds. So you'd have like the plastic eggs round and you'd have like a, a egg, egg round and, you know, different, different ones. And, and that was so much fun. And, she'd always have everything like color coordinated, <laughs> like you get like, yeah, like a bunny rabbit, you know, or, or what, like stuffed bunny rabbit be cute. And, uh, uh, and, uh, it, it was just always something to look forward to when we got to be out there. And she also it was, my grandma was really good about making like very simple, but tasty food. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Something like she would have ham and devil eggs and, you know, kind of the, the, what you'd expect to have maybe potato salad. Uh, but, uh, but it was always, you always knew it wasn't going to be fancy, but it was going to be yummy. It was going to be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I mean, honestly, when you're kids, it's like just getting that chocolate egg and seeing the yeah. colors. part of what's fun about Easter is the colors. It's just it's like everything yeah. is bright, everything is pink and blue and yellow, and it's just like true. fun to look at Easter stuff. Yeah, that's true. It's mm-hmm. it, and I'd say it's underrated candy uh, holiday. Oh. You know, we always think of, of course, we think of Halloween and Christmas, but uh, it's pretty good. The Cadbury eggs. Cadburys. <laughs> Do you have a favorite of the Cadbury eggs, or just, just a favorite Easter, Easter candy? Yeah. Um, yeah, I probably actually the Reese's eggs because they are definitely better than the regular Reese's cups because they're like softer. The chocolate's softer. I, I've put way too much thought into this, by the way. But I but those Reese's eggs are so good. So good. <laughs> yeah. So good. Mine is the mini eggs in the purple. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. They kind of just melt in your mouth. They're good. They're incredible. Yeah. Yeah, those are good. And I've had where people make um like chocolate cookies, but use the eggs. And that's good. That that's really good. <laughs> I also like, I'm not a big jelly bean fan in general, but I do like the, um, uh, the starburst ones that have like, cause sometimes they're just like eating plastic, oh, eating jelly beans. No, I know. Yeah. But those starburst ones have like actual flavor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're good. <laughs> although you have to be careful that somebody doesn't sneak in those harry potter jelly beans oh i've never had those. oh yeah because it, the whole idea is that it's any flavor and so you could get a like vomit flavored oh, one or like a grass like, one or it's pretty mushroom, gross mushroom yeah, wax <laughs> it's pretty <Ooh>. gross <laughs> that's what i would always bring earwax yeah yeah <laughs> they have really gross flavors <laughs> so if somebody's being sneaky they can trick you 
uh, into gross flavors, but oh my uh, gosh. I should probably look those up. I could, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I would bring it. If I ever got invited to like white elephant and like a goofy gift, you know, kind of thing, I would bring them the Harry Potter jelly beans. Cause they're so <laughs> gross. That's funny. Oh my yeah. gosh. I'm going to look them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I told this story, uh, uh, before on the podcast, but like the low point for me in the pandemic was, uh, was East uh, Easter. I couldn't be with any family because they were worried I had COVID, but I didn't end up having COVID. But anyway, it, that was, this was 2020 April when we were all, you know, freaking out. And, uh, and so I ended up, I was like looking in my, uh, pantry, what do I have? That's like s- semi eastery right i had a can of spam oh. <laughs> and i ended up eating because it's kind of like ham you know i was like this maybe mm-hmm. but so i had like potatoes and spam and i was just like oh so sick oh my goodness oh <laughs> was- you had a spam you had a spam yes so we all appreciate actual easter now more yes. oh my because gosh. of that experience <laughs> I think all of us had that low point in, yeah. during that time. Oh, yeah. That's, it was it a was hard so time. Tough. I know. I know. I'm still, I'm now kind of at this stage where I'm like, okay, finally I can go to a restaurant and there's no plexiglass yeah. in between me and other tables. I've yeah. really started to go back into the theaters, which is making mm-hmm. me very, very happy. Oh, good. Cause mm-hmm. they need it. We need to support they local do. theater so yeah. much. Yeah. It's yeah. Great. I, I just went because I'm a theater critic as well as a film critic, and mm-hmm. uh, I just went yesterday and saw uh, the show Harvey. I don't know if you ever heard of Harvey. I don't know Harvey. It's so good. It's about it, there's an old J- Jimmy Stewart movie based on the play, but it's about this man who sees his best friend is a uh, six foot th- three inch and a half uh, white rabbit. <laughs> this is best friend. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> so charming so funny the movie's great uh and i i thought what a brilliant timing to put on this play right during right easter. easter brilliant we'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast it's the hallmarkies merch store are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable hardy or hallmarky in your life what about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies merch store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash hallmarkies. It's all it's all imaginary. So like the the when the actor is like letting Harvey into the room or something, like you you just see him kind of move his arm around uh and uh, be kind of guiding guiding this imaginary creature which i think makes it more fun than if you actually yeah, saw it would it. almost be kind of cheesy to see this yeah thing. yeah and, and there is one really funny scene where uh where elwood who has the 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 rabbit uh he has this painting made of him and and harvey and 
his sister is like slowly going crazy <laughs> um, with all of this with with Harvey. And she she uh, turns around and sees this painting of him and Harvey. And she's like, ah! <laughs> freaking out. Uh, it's it's funny. It's very well done, and uh, I think it, it held up very well. I I mean, it's a play written in the, I think in the forties. So, oh, Harvey. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you should check it out. It's really good. Oh gosh, you know what? I just did my first live performance over the holidays. and that was like part of you know me kind of deciding I wanted to go to the next level as an actor and Mm -hmm. there is a thing amongst actors oh have you done anything live yet no (laughs) yeah (laughs) so was it like a a theater a theatrical performance or it was a a community theater it was yeah it was um a Christmas uh story um I played the snow queen so oh. it was very uh, regal and fun and got a little silly. And it was such a great experience to have as an actor. Yeah, I bet. That sounds I really mean, fun. We did 12 nights, 12 shows. Uh-huh. It was a real, it was yeah. a real kind of taste of what it's like. And now every time I see a live performance, I am just enamored <laughs> by these actors who do stage, I just think it's, yeah, it's, uh, they, it's so impressive. The talent is just, I, I almost prefer like a, a, an imperfect flawed live, uh, like local theater, almost even more than like the big glossy expensive Broadway productions, which are obviously super fun as well, but there's just something special about like people doing it just for the love of it and putting in and, and you can almost feel that like community yes. all it's like a little family is born and well, I, that's just super fun that's exactly it and that was the thing that I discovered um there's an energetic exchange that happens between mm-hmm. the audience and the cast when it's in a smaller like I think mm-hmm. we had 200 seats it was yeah. very small so um, fun but in that level of intimacy, you get this exchange with your audience mm-hmm. that I don't think you would have in a big, huge, you know, like wicked on, on Broadway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have that same, um, you wouldn't have those yeah. moments. And like, you can hear sometimes people from the audience will say something to you and you can actually react if you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And you could they can feed off the audience if they're laughing like in the show last night uh, it was so funny and uh, it got progressively more funny as it went along I think partly because we were all invested and uh, in it Uh, so that's really that's really cool well I guess the last Easter related question I had is uh, how how do you like your eggs or if you uh, do you eat eggs (laughs) (laughs) I do eat eggs and that's so funny because um yeah we have uh we have different tastes in eggs in my house I guess Um, yeah (laughs) I like so if I'm going to eat eggs I would like them in an omelet so that would be my first choice I would have my eggs and then second would be poached heart and I live with so hard afters yes yeah I don't like the runniness (laughs) yeah yeah what about you are you no I well, probably over easy is probably my favorite, but I do like a, 
a really well-made scrambled egg like that's oh, soft yeah. and fluffy I do yeah. like that with a little maybe a little goat cheese in there that's really good Ooh, I yeah. like that. it's a it's like I don't know if you've ever seen Runaway Bride have you ever seen that with Julia oh yeah Roberts? Julia Roberts because <laughs> the big thing in, in in that movie is that whoever she's with she just kind of conforms to whatever they like and uh, so there's like this big kind of climactic scene in the movie where it because she, she just says oh I like whatever eggs he likes and so the I think it's Richard Gere character's like you need to decide what kind of eggs you like and so she tries all the different kinds of eggs and she's like this is what I think it was Benedict or something like that. this is what I like <laughs> oh my gosh I'm sorry that was a that was a while ago that yeah. I watched that how do you like and your she eggs had this, one of the men in her life was like a coach or something like that and a really athletic guy yeah and so they were always doing this athletic stuff together and she was just like following along with his, yeah yeah and yeah. she would kind of and and to a certain point you do do that when you're in a relationship you you become sort of like even if it's just a friendship like I definitely have friends that I'm like more silly with some that I'm more like I don't know kind of academic with some that just different friends bring out different parts of my personality but you don't want it to be like all consuming you still want to have what you like you want to know what how do you like your eggs <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Enough of an individual that you have your own egg tastes. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) All right. Well, we have some get to know you questions. Okay. First one. What is the best ice cream flavor? Oh, chocolate. Oh, good. Okay. What is your favorite color? Green. Yeah. Very, that's very on brand. Hallmark <laughs> is green is Hallmark or green green uh, and red you know Christmas oh very right Christmas yeah. that's so funny I don't even think of it as like I think of it as like um nature like trees yeah. and grass and yeah yeah all right what music are you into oh my goodness that's a hard one for me I like all kinds of music I would listen to country for half the day and then mm-hmm. in the evening I would listen to some opera yeah oh cool Good. Wide range right. of taste. Okay. Uh, what is your go-to date night food? Oh, uh, my boyfriend and I, when we're just home alone together and we just want to have an easy dinner, we'll have steak and some green vegetables. So it will be like asparagus or steamed uh, beans or broccoli. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Maybe a little red wine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what is your go-to date night activity if you're going out and doing something? Oh my goodness. Well, I've been able to, so my boyfriend is not in the industry at all. He's an Mm -hmm. engineer. So I've been starting to be able to get him to come out to live theater with me. And we've watched some of my actor friends in their plays and stuff. Yeah. So that's my go-to if I can convince him. If he can convince me to go to his go-to, it would be like a soccer game. Okay. Soccer game. (laughs) I tell you, someone would get major brownie points if they went to live theater with me. I'll tell you that. yeah. Yeah. Very good. He came to the ballet with me once. Oh, that's good. That's a keeper. He's, he's a keeper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Which do you like better, dogs or cats? Let's see. I didn't hear you. Oh, cats. Oh, yeah. cats. I like both, but I like cats because I think they're a little more wicked and mm-hmm. playful, and um, they're smaller. And I just nice. like that you you know there's less mess. Well, with cats, you really have to earn their love too. <laughs> you get that not the same as with dogs. <laughs> All right. Which is your favorite, beaches or mountains? Oh, beaches. Me too. Same. 
All right. What's your favorite holiday to celebrate? Easter. And I'm not just saying that. It actually is. I love Easter because you know what? My birthday is actually always a week off of Easter. And so I get a birthday and Easter. Nice. Oh, that's good. All right. Last question. What is your favorite Hallmark or romantic movie? Okay. So I have a favorite holiday Christmas time movie, rom-com world. Uh Uh, It's love actually. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I watched it every year for 10 years. It's pretty good. Um, That's my, that's definitely the favorite like holiday themed one. Uh, I've also always really loved Sandra Bullock and the proposal Mm. was one that I watched over and over and over again with Ryan Reynolds. Mm, It's a good one. Yeah. While you were sleeping, I think it's perfect film. It's so good. I I wouldn't change it. Literally, I don't think I would change anything about it. <laughs> no, I think it's that so was a good. Movie. Yeah, yeah, it's such a good script, and uh, and such great chemistry. So so good. Well, very good. You answered all the questions. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do I pass? <laughs> yes, you passed. You can keep making Hallmark movies. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for coming to talk with us. This was a lot of fun. Of course. Thank you so much, Rachel. Yeah. So how can people follow you like social media, stuff like that? Oh, okay. So I'm a big social media person. I have one social account and it's on Instagram Okay. and my handle is I am Micah Kelpel. So it's just, I am and my name spelled out and you can find me there. Okay, great. We'll have that in the description. People can follow you and uh, thanks again and good luck with the movie. And uh, yeah, hopefully we'll be seeing more from you in the future. Oh, yes, absolutely. You will. (laughs) We'd like to thank Micah for coming on the podcast. This was so much fun to get to talk with her. And uh, so let us know what you think about all the things we talked about in the comments or on Twitter. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. Also, make sure you're following the podcast on Homework's Pod and Homework's Podcast, all of our social media. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That really helps us a lot. And if you are watching on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have the patron group and merch store. So check that out. And uh, thanks again to Micah. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. <laughs>